Welcome back to the Dad in a Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we are uh, we're cruising through the cheesy here in December. It's uh, going fast already. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Why are we cruising through the cheesy? I, I can't live in the cheesy. <laughs> and, and this, whole, this whole year, I guess, would be considered cheesy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cheesiest of cheese. Yeah, dude, I've been watching something here. Um, I think a lot of people out there, kind of probably ones that listen to us, would be more in tune to knowing about this. Mm-hmm. But on Netflix, there's a series called uh, uh, High Score. Okay. And it's always kind of been on my radar, but I just don't have time or really the want to to check out new things, even if I hear they're really good or if it's something that uh, I want to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one on there that deals with like old vintage toys. Oh, like the yeah. The Turtles toys. And, and there's like a, the toys like, that made us. Yeah. Uh, three seasons into it. I was like, I want to watch that too. You've watched that yeah, one? Yeah, I like that one. Uh, this one here, dude, it fell right in line with us. I mean, it started right back, you know, at Atari. And it starts at the beginning of video games and text adventure games and, and all that. And just and it just basically slowly works its way through. Like how like um, uh, Mario became, you know, who he was. Right. And there was also that it talked about a couple like... Uh, I think they were in Yale, uh, the college. I may, may be wrong, but they had they were basically running an arcade out of the dorm, and people were beating some of the uh, space invaders really, really quickly, or doing really, really well. Right, and they started to mod the machines to make yeah. the game harder. I, you know what, I did catch this actually. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so they, they went they went ahead and did that, and then they were uh, basically Atari went ahead and basically sued them. Yeah, and then they were able to get Atari basically to, to drop the lawsuit and settle with them. They sued them, then they hired them. Yeah, they hired them, and then they they approached uh, who who did they approach? The next game, Donk was it Donkey Kong? The next game that they were going to modify. Yeah, no, originally they modified Missile Attack. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what it was. And then they were working on Space Invaders, mm-hmm. but then they approached you know the other company saying, you know what, they didn't want nothing to do with us. Why would you? And they 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 didn't call their bluff, right? But uh, going all the way back to that type stuff, then, you know, when Mario came out and how he was king and then Sega rolled into it with the Genesis and yep. how they were approaching with uh, Sonic and everything. It, it, it's been really fun to watch. Yeah. Kind of the history of video games. I think I only got through this is right around the time that we moved. So I think I watched the first two episodes like around the arcade and then the introduction of the home consoles with the Atari and then in 1985 with the NES. And I haven't watched any episodes since then. I kind of forgot about it. I'm definitely going to pick it up now that you uh, reminded me here on Netflix. Good show. Yeah, I mean, I, I stopped at right about when they got to where they were talking about Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize Street Fighter originally was just uh, Ken and Ryu. I didn't realize there was no other character, so it was originally just those two. Okay. And and then Street Fighter Two was when they introduced, uh, I think it was eight characters in total. I see. So you had uh, Blanca, and you had you know all Vega, the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Chung Lee. Mm-hmm. So at that point, and that's when I basically had to go ahead and stop it because Janessa came home, and a lot of it was subtitled, so I couldn't read it, listen, and then couldn't pay attention to both. And I haven't seen her for like nine and a half hours, so I couldn't exactly tune her out. Because yeah. Well, there were, that would have been trouble. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you could have. <laughs> oh, I could have. And then I could have been sleeping on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch all the Netflix you want. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys haven't checked that out, I mean, I, that definitely, it's a top of the list for me. And I, like I said, I got a couple more episodes to finish, and I'm looking forward to it. Very good. That's High Score on Netflix. Check it out if you haven't already. You do anything you know, worth noting this past week? That, that, that's it for me. I mean, I've been boring this week. Let's see. I, I added some candy canes to my light display outside. Have you figured out the electrical issue? Um, I've got an outlet around back that keeps tripping. I don't know if maybe there's just... Um, I have an extension cord that kind of goes around the entire side of the house from the back of the house. So your lights are tripping, bro? 
<laughs> yeah, don't let your tripping, bro. <laughs> um, it hasn't been a, an issue so far. Hopefully, it's you know not too too bad. But um, between this year and next year, I plan on getting those outlets around back looked at and and replaced. So I'll actually have three that'll be working with as opposed to just the two I am now. So hopefully, it won't be an issue. But uh, man, we drove around our subdivision here over the last few days, and everybody's starting to go all out. We were fairly early to the party as far as decorating your house, getting your lights up. You know, I put mine up. I think maybe Thanksgiving or right around there. So we were like one of the first, and we we're like, oh man, yeah, our house looks pretty good everybody else needs to catch up and boy howdy did they catch up man boy did they catch up oh uh, yeah now uh they they sent out a newsletter saying that there's going to be a like a light contest for the neighborhood and like you know gift cards or like for first second and third place or whatever yeah we're, we're not even gonna place man we're not even gonna <laughs> get in the top 20 you're gonna yeah uh, thank you for participating here <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i like the look of the house i mean we look good it's a nice you know we got nice white lights and stuff out there but yeah people around here went all out but you know they have a head start this is my first year what can i do it's funny you say white lights. How, how? Where do you fall on white lights? I don't really have a preference. I think for my house and my exterior, it's mostly brick, and it's kind of like a medium tone brick. And I think the white lights really like add a nice glow to the house. But a lot of different houses say like a, a maybe like a white siding or something. I think the the colored lights and the multicolored lights really kind of glow nicely and reflect well on like a white siding house so it really just depends on the the outside of the house what that looks like and what would typically fit better yeah I'm, I, I like white white to me now see it depends on who you talk to some people say white is classic mm-hmm. to me I think like multicolored is classic yeah I think white there's just like if you're redoing a house and everyone does the kitchens is flat white right I think white itself looks more modern to me okay but it, it looks great in certain instances like I could never do my tree in white like, my, right. my tree needs to be multicolored. Now, some people, like, I, I think I've seen a video where some guy went in and did his tree, you know, multicolored just to mess with his mother. <laughs> yeah. And she freaked out and made him unwrap the whole tree and make it white. Right. Which was hilarious. But uh, I like it. But, like, outside for me, I got those big old-fashioned bulbs. Yeah, I do like those. Mine. They're retro, man. There is one type of light that I actually don't like. I do like the old-school multicolor, big bulbs especially. Like, that's classic Christmas to me, like 60s, 70s. That's stuff that we grew up with as kids, That you know, when, when the outside bulbs look like that. And yeah. I do like the kind that I have, like, you know, it's kind of a more... Uh, I don't know. It's just the warm glow of the warm white bulbs, um, you know, the mini lights that are out there. That's nice, too. Um, that's what I have in my house. But there's one type that I don't like. And it pretty much I think it first arrived with really the the uprising of LED and the introduction of LED outside instead of incandescent. Maybe about 10 years ago. So were the cool white bulbs where they're like they're the really blinding oh, like the light white bulbs light are going like lamps in the house. Yeah, they're, it's like a really blinding white light, but they've, they're they cool instead of warm, so they've got like this bluish hue to them. Oh, those ones. Yeah, they're just so bright that I've never liked them <laughs> at all. I don't think anything about that would, would scream Christmas to me. Yeah. I mean, something like that you can have on the house year round. Like businesses do that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't go for those at all. I, I haven't personally seen them, but I, I can see exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and sometimes the LED, if they're not very good, LED have come a long way in the last few years, too, where you could look at an LED bulb when they first came out, and you almost see, like, the strobe effect. 
Yeah. Where uh, they almost kind of, you know, mess with your eyes a bit. <laughs> They're not like that too much anymore. They've gotten a lot better. And they've they've really upped their game when it comes to warm white lights. They used to not be able to do a warm color very well. But now, I mean, man, you could put one set of bulbs out and get an app for your phone and switch it between warm white, cool white, uh, multicolored. Yeah. They're like little versions of our uh, of our Philips bulbs here, just in a little mini light. That's the dream one day where I could just switch back and forth between whatever setup I want to happen. What's to my again. mood today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. It's straight red. <laughs> yeah. Someday. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. No, I was always curious about that. Cause, I mean, I'm, like I said, I've got the, you know, the, the colored ones outside and you showed yours. And your house is different. Yours house, like I said, is more of that brick exterior. Right. What you were explaining was almost my house. So I've got the white siding, but then yeah. I do have some brick portions of it. Right. And I mean, it's, it's straight old fashioned looking. Like if you go down the street from my house, it's almost funny because one side is like glowing blue when you get closer. And then all of a sudden you look in a yard and it's an explosion. Yeah. And then you look right across the street and it's like they're having a light battle. <laughs> like they knew what they were doing and they just started just piling it on so you can outdo each other. It's one of those, like, oh my, you're at on the International Space Station. Houston, <laughs> can you see this? <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to I'm gonna up my game each and every year, add a little bit more. Eventually, I'll get into Halloween, too, decorating. I See, outside Halloween, I, I want nothing to do with. I, I don't know why. I mean, Thanksgiving, maybe like hay, like hay bales and some things, just little things. Right. But... I mean, I, I'm not about the creepy outside. Maybe I'm just getting older and just, I don't like it so much anymore. <laughs> well, the only what excited me this year, actually, was that I, I happened to see a video as I was scrolling through Facebook. And somebody had made these uh, wooden cutouts, uh, but they painted them to look like the characters from the real Ghostbusters. So they're like from the old school cartoon Ghostbusters. Oh, that's pretty cool. And they were like holding their uh, proton packs. And out of the, the proton wands, they had like rope light. Of different colors, so it actually looked like the stream that comes out of the Ghostbusters proton packs, but it was like a light show, and they were busting some ghost that was like hanging from one of their trees out front. See, something fun like that, I would love to do. The, the Are you that creative? Am I that able... creative? Boy, it would take a long... I could do it. It would just take a while, I know man. you could draw it. Yeah. I'm thinking, would you be able to break it out with like a table saw and things and sand it down and <laughs> that's the side i'm like oh man he's gonna be missing a finger for halloween one year <laughs> i don't know maybe Who knows? <laughs> now i tell myself every year that i'm gonna do christmas bigger and bigger and dude i think i do less and less <laughs> <laughs> uh i had into uh, my, my big snowman is still up in you know, the attic i haven't pulled him down yeah he's a pain because they're ground in the front he always falls over I'm like, Jesus, I got to go pick him up again or put his hat back on or, or something down those lines. So it's it's more of a hassle sometimes than you know, what it's worth. Yeah, I hear you on that. Plus, it's 2020. Some folks are overcompensating with uh, doing more than they normally do. And some people just don't have the energy this year. <laughs> I love putting up the ones I have. Yeah. And they uh, they always go. Now, I've always anticipated a string up, up and over my roof and kind of going that way. So they not only are they on the edge, but they, you can see them going up and over as well. Right. So that may be the next like thing I do. Yeah. But I got to figure out how I would like fasten them up there so they don't like just fly all over the place. Right. You have to get up there. Get up on that roof with a uh, staple oh. gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> staple my cuff to the, to the side of the house. <laughs> get real Griswold about it. Oh, man. I can't. I haven't watched that yet. I can't wait to watch that. So it's uh, very apparent that Chris and I are in the holiday mood here. Speaking of which, we've had our second round of the Christmas TV special throwdown. You got some results for us? 
I do. And once again, I'm salty, guys. I'm not going to let this go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this week we had Rudolph, the Red News Reindeer, up against Emmett Taxidermy. Emmett Otter, yes. <laughs> Jug Band Christmas. We were talking about this before we went ahead and started you know, recording. And Emmett got a lot more votes than we anticipated. He did. It was a landslide win. It was 81% to 20%. Yeah, Rudolph. Rudolph won 80-20 over Emmett. But, I mean, 20% of the votes is a lot more for a, a, a special I never heard of. For Emmett Otter to go against the juggernaut, that is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and get 20% of the vote, that is actually pretty good. <laughs> so he moved on, and then we had, you know, old Christmas star himself, you know, Charlie Brown's Christmas versus Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, two titans, man. Two icons of the cartoon world. Mickey Mouse versus Charlie Brown. I think Charlie Brown underperformed here. Yeah. He won, but it was 70% to a 29%. Right. I was like, okay, yeah, you you handled your business, but not to the extent I thought he would. Yeah, the power of Mickey Mouse, man. Even he, well, you know, he didn't he didn't win, but still, once again, it's like he got thirty percent against the the Titan, the Juggernaut that is Charlie Brown. This time of the year, man, Charlie Brown owns holiday specials. You know, in the minds of people, that just means that coming up here in round three, we've got the best versus the best, man. Who do you think is going to take it? I think Charlie Brown's going to take it. Yeah, Charlie Brown and Rudolph. Yeah, I think Charlie Brown's going to run away with it. I, 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 actually, I don't even know if this is going to be close. Really? I think it's going to be another Mickey. I think it's going to be a 70 to seventy to 30 type split. Oh, boy. No, I think it's going to be way closer to 50-50. I think people are to, are right now way too connected to Charlie Brown. Definitely with the whole, you know, Save Charlie Brown campaign they put out there. and Yeah. Just that whole thing. It's, Charlie Brown is in the forefront of everyone's mind. Should we? So you were knocked out round one. All of your picks were gone early. Oh, so you're just rubbing salt in the wound. <laughs> well, I said that to say this. Should we try to make it interesting, maybe with this final round? Since you're so confident that Charlie Brown has got this, if you think if Rudolph takes it, we should bet something, make it interesting. How about uh, whoever wins? So you've got Charlie Brown. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and back Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer here as the, as the victor, the overall Christmas special winner for the Christmas special throwdown. Whoever loses between the two of us has to get a pie to the face from our wife. So we're talking whipped cream type pie, correct? Like whipped cream on a plate? Yeah, not like a full cherry pie that would probably hurt. That that would be funny if we actually had a pie on the the table and our wife went, yeah, plumped her face down into it. You know, the old Three Stooges, uh, you know, pie tin full of whipped cream. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll do that. Okay, on top of that, it has to be live streaming on YouTube. All right, got yourself a bet. So it's got to be a live stream. We'll do that. Uh, we're just gonna say straight win or lose. No, no percentages or anything. Right? Yeah, just wait. Yeah, straight win or okay, lose. Okay, so I almost put my foot in my mouth earlier when I was like, you know, he's gonna run away with it. And you all <laughs> thought you were gonna put a percentage on this as well. Um, I feel thought you were uh, gonna hedge your bet. <laughs> I feel like there's whipped cream in my future. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome that's gonna be fun that, that's gonna be fun <laughs> oh what did i do i really stepped into it <laughs> usually it's me <laughs> i am awesome at stepping into things like that <laughs> oh well but that's what our round three our final round of the christmas special throwdown is going to be this year rudolph the red-nosed reindeer versus charlie brown christmas um so yeah uh people vote for rudolph no, 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 that's not Ru- <laughs> no, no Rudolph. <laughs> uh, oh, I think uh, Christina and Janessa are going to get a kick out yeah, of this. Yeah. They're, they're going to love this part. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime they, they get an opportunity to shove a pie in her face. <laughs> oh, man. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? My name is Michael Rocco. My name is Raf Stitt. And who are we, Raf? We are the host of Straight to DVD. We are a film review joker memeing podcast. That's who we are. Oh, yeah. That's what we do. This is who we are. This is what we do. Come listen to us. You can find us on Instagram at straight to DVD pod. That's the number two. You can also find us on Apple Music and Spotify. Where else can they find us, Raph? They can find us wherever they find podcasts, wherever you listen, whether it's, like you said, Apple, Spotify, maybe Google Play. Twitter. Uh, they can find us on Twitter. Uh, same handle at straight to DVD pod. Fantastic. You can follow the two of us on Instagram. Michael, what's your handle? At Michael underscore Rocco underscore. At Raf Stitt, all one word. We uh, we hope you come come join us for some movie chatter, some banter, hopefully some laughs. Hopefully. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. That's about it. That's, that's it. I, there's nothing else for us to tell you. That's all we've got. So uh, we hope to uh, see you all soon. Check us out. Goodbye. Once every harvest moon, a talk show comes along that is so groundbreaking, raising the bar to such heights that other podcasts step back and say, wow, that show's got it figured out. With a host, tempered in focus, commitment, and sheer will, this is The Derek Duvall Show. Pop culture, news, and interviews with fascinating people that channel the great Edward R. Murrow and Walter Cronkite. The Derek Duvall Show. Find him on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show. And find his new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podchaser. The Derek Duvall Show. The best thing to happen to hump days since the Geico camel. What, what? So with all this fun that's happening here, did you hear the news from Warner Brothers recently? Yeah, they had a big bombshell this week. It was almost inevitable with all these kind of like tiny news stories here and there about these deadlines being pushed and theaters versus studios with the whole COVID situation this year. Warner Brothers just went ahead and ripped off the Band-Aid, man. They were like, hey, we've got an entire slate for 2021. Bunch of movies that were supposed to come out this year. Bunch of movies supposed to come out throughout 2021. And they're done. They're filmed. They're in the can. They're ready for release and it just makes sense for us to put them out on our streaming service HBO Max throughout uh, the entirety of 2021 and but they're they're going to be what I guess like a double release where they'll release yeah. to the theaters that are open in addition to their streaming yeah, service yeah so you'll, you'll have it's a dual release setup so they're going to do the same thing that they're doing with Wonder Woman so Wonder Woman will go in all the theaters that are open. Yeah. Say, for instance, I've got a Cinemark theater right up the street from me that is open. Right. But it's also going to be on HBO Max. So that's what they're doing come Christmas. And then, like I said, their whole you know, 21 library is going to do the exact same thing. Now, what I was reading, because I was kind of curious, we were talking about this. Like, how are they making money off this? How, what, are, what are they doing? Yeah. Uh, I found out they're doing away with the free preview. So there is no free preview on HBO Max. Okay. So I think sometimes it was, a, it was a week or a day or two or something like that before you went ahead and got it. Yeah. They've done away with that. Okay. So it's an automatic $15 for that month. I see. Okay. So they're for if you want if you're going to go that route, they're forcing you into it rather than you trying to play the game of you know get the free week, shut it down, get the free week, shut it down type thing. Yeah. Like I'm not sure how many times you can do that. Maybe with different emails and things like that. There's always sure. ways around that setup. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, they should. Def that's something they should definitely get rid of if they plan on moving to this model to try to make the most money out of these uh, these releases that they have coming out. What's your What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I know you're you are a much more a much bigger movie like to the theater person. Yeah. than I am. Uh, for me, it's it's hard for me. I'm not a big go to the theater by myself. You, on the other hand, I know will. Right. So I, I've got to find a babysitter. I got everything's double for me. So by the time I'm done in the theater, I paid a hefty chunk. Yeah. 
But I mean, I know I'm, I know I'm doing that. I know I'm going for the experience, and there's something to be said about the experience. There is. That's what you know. People are upset about theaters being shut down and maybe them not being able to come back after this crazy year that we've had. And certainly, they've they're kind of in dire straits here financially. Uh, the The margins were always razor thin when it came to keeping the doors open because each and every ticket that's purchased, most of that ticket money from the patrons are going back to the studios. I think it's like ninety percent. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So really, the most money that they were making was from concessions, and that's why you know cost you. 15 bucks for a soda and a popcorn. <laughs> yeah. But I love, you know, like you mentioned, I love the movie going experience. I love being hyped for a film, seeing the trailer, going early so I can see new trailers, sitting down in the big comfy leather reclining seats that, you know, used to warm your butt. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a newer addition. Yeah, you know, some some of the upgrades of the theaters around here. But yeah, the lights going down and the movie starting and you munching on some snacks, like you're just like away and gone. You're like separate from the world for a good, you know, two hours or so. Yeah, because you shut your phone off as well, or you put yeah. it on vibrate. So there's really no there's no distractions. Yeah, there. and you're transported to this world, right? When at home you've got all the lights on typically, or you know, you're kind of got your phone in your hand and it's not the same experience. Um, and, you know, and I do miss the giant screen. Our screens are getting bigger and better uh, with the advantage of, you know, flat screen technology and, and TVs over the last couple decades, honestly. But they still I mean, it's still not 100 foot screen. <laughs> it's yeah. never going to be that big, you know, when you as when you go to a theater. I say all that to say this. I actually I love the movie going experience, but I also understand that Warner Brothers, they're a business. They have. You know, yeah. just as these movie theaters are a business, Warner Brothers has a lot of employees that they're trying to feed, too. <laughs> so, you know, they have these properties in hand. They have these movies in hand. They have this streaming service that they want to be a success. They don't want it to be, you know, they want it to be the next Disney Plus, not the next Quibi. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're putting a lot of time, effort, and money into HBO Max. Uh, this just makes sense to me as a move. And the only regret that I have is that HBO Max isn't on the Roku yet. I hope, hopefully, they come to terms real soon because I'm going to be looking forward to these movies. Yeah, I know. I'm like I said, I'm of two minds of it. I mean, I don't want the theater chains to die. Yeah. Now, I don't believe Regal's going anywhere. Cinemark, uh, AMC. Uh, I don't think the the big ones aren't going to hurt. Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll make it through. I'm not sure how big the smaller chains are anymore. Right. Like I know there's a few in our area, but a lot of the ones that are in my my area are discount theaters. Yeah. So they get them after the main run, then they show them at a lower price. It, my fear is, you know, ticket prices right now are already, you know, can be a little high. Yeah. At, for certain, if you want to see like the IMAX or you're going to see uh, the IMAX 3D, so it's been so long. I was like, do they even have a 3D anymore? <laughs> <laughs> but uh. If you want to see those, you know, movie theme movies, you're going to be paying a steep price. Yeah, I'm afraid if a lot of these theaters start shutting down, is that price point going to go up? Because I, if I remember right, I think the actual studios dictate the price point of the tickets for the most part. Just kind of like how Apple dictates how much you know the iPad's going to sell, and yeah. the same with Disney. Oh, that I yeah, I'm not aware of how that works. Honestly, I'm I'm not too familiar. I I know that you know the studios dictate how much of a cut they get, but yeah, the ticket prices. But you got to be right. I, I assume it's a regional thing too, because if you go to a, a movie theater in New York City, you're liable to pay you know uh, twenty dollars a ticket just for your one ticket to go see a movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, you go to the Midwest out here and maybe the, it's 12, you know, 12 or 13 bucks. And if you go see a matinee on a, like a Tuesday or something, it's six bucks. Just really yeah, exactly. depends on when, when you see that movie and, and, uh, what part of the country you're living in. 
Yeah, so let's go through these here. Well, what's the first one, uh, the the earliest release here? Well, as you mentioned, Wonder Woman's coming out Christmas Day. That's going to be a big deal. There's already some reviews come out, uh, some positive reviews for Wonder Woman that is very uplifting, better than the first one. Um, so I don't know if you'll Can't check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you'll check it out uh, immediately, but at least it's getting some good buzz around it. Oh, it'll be a Christmas night watch for me. Oh, okay. I'll put it out there. I'm pretty sure... Like, once the kids go to bed and I get my complete fill of, you know, a Christmas story and everything. Yeah. <laughs> After 24 hours of running that. Once you're done with Christmas movies, yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll watch that. and That'll be a later night. But like I said before, I don't know. It depends on how I feel. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what this Christmas morning and Christmas day is going to really look like for us. It's going to be it's going to be different. Right. So, I mean, we're going to be doing the normal, you know, gifts. And then breakfast, and then there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a gap in the middle of the day, which typically is taken by family, but I think we're really not doing anything with family, just like we did Thanksgiving. So there's gonna be a lot more of like probably a lot of naps. Yeah, oh, <laughs> taking place there. What, that sounds good. And then yeah, the big dinner. Cause we we my family we eat better on Christmas than we do Thanksgiving. Mm. So we do the big breakfast, then we have the gap, then we have ham and all this big bright and big dinner. Yeah, and then we just pass out. So. I, <laughs> If I'm at the pass out phase, I may watch it the following day, but it's definitely on top of my list. Uh, well, very good. Well, the month afterwards is, you know, we're going to be in 2021, and this is their 2021 slate. So this is what caused the big ruckus here this week. Mortal Kombat is a movie that I'm they so made. I'm so pumped. Yeah. I want to see that so bad. I, I don't now, even I, remember seeing any trailers or anything for this. Have you? Not really, no. But I mean, just I, I love both of the movies that are out there now. Yeah. The first one and the second one, that was, it's almost terrible. Annihilation. But it's I, I love it. I don't know why I love these movies so much. Maybe it's because we grew up with the video game. Yeah. And how like all the adults and you know, everything were like, oh, this is the end of our youth and they're going to destroy our youth. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking through the cast list here of Mortal Kombat. I don't recognize any of these people, which... Maybe a plus, honestly. I mean, when you remember back in the day, say, for instance, the Street Fighter movie, it was a Jean-Claude Van Damme vehicle that he was yeah. in. Him and Raul Julia was in that film. So um, I don't know. Just because I don't recognize the director or any of the uh, the cast doesn't mean that it won't be a fun watch. Dude, I don't remember any of the cast from the first two movies. <laughs> it, it's it's not going to stop me. The, the name alone of the of this movie is enough to draw me in. Yeah. It's just like I think like you're saying. I don't remember seeing a trailer. I don't remember seeing anything, you know, from it. So I'm like, let's do it. Let's go. Now uh, I don't know if I would have seen this in the theater. Right. I would have probably. I'm not going to pay, you know, the amount for a ticket we're talking about to see this in the theater. Now I am absolutely going to watch it at home. But I've got an HBO Max account already. Right. So I'm not even. They're not getting anything extra out of me. That that's the weird thing from this. There's a lot of people that you know already have the accounts. Because they have cable services and they got HBO and it's included in it. I mean, how many more people are they going to reach because they want to see Mortal Kombat? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, I'm going to check it out for sure. Pretty much uh, a lot of these, you know, there are movies that were good enough to be released in the theater. And, you know, Apple TV has put out some movies. I know that that war movie with Tom Hanks that was originally yeah. going to be put out in theaters and stuff. And I haven't caught them. So more than likely, I'm not going to watch all of these that released throughout the year. But a lot of them I will. A lot of them I'm excited enough to check it out at least. Yeah, there, there are some big ones that are definitely worth a watch. Then there's some other ones I'm like, mm, I, I didn't even, I, I don't know who you are. Yeah. I never heard of you. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have known the movie would have been released if it wasn't for it being a part of the list that are, that are going right to HBO Max. Yeah. For instance, the movie that's coming out after Mortal Kombat is a movie called The Little Things. It has uh, Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, Rami Malek. 
Um, so it's got, it looks to have a good cast, but I don't know if it's maybe just like a straight up drama or if it's some sort of action film. There's really not too much information known about it. You know, we, we probably haven't seen trailers for a lot of these because they kept them close to the vest for so long because they didn't know when the release dates were going to be. Yeah. We may start seeing trailers for these movies. Yeah. Like pretty quick. Just to generate some sort of buzz. Right. You know, because they, they have a typically, typically they have a, a schedule where they'll, you know, tease a movie a few months before the film comes out to kind of maximize the buzz on it. But for, you know, an entire year, they haven't known what the release date's going to be. And all of a sudden, well, it's January. It's in a couple months <laughs> or a month <laughs> yeah. from now, less, less yeah, than. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, you're probably right. We will probably see some trailers to some of these. Um, so that was another one here. The little things with Denzel Washington. What's our third one? Uh, well, we jump all the way to March. So there's nothing in February period. Okay. And it goes to Tom and Jerry. Uh, I'm kind of excited for this. This one. I did watch the trailer too. Yeah. Uh, this one, I'm, I, I, once again, I can't say I've seen the trailer, but, uh, I know Zach has gotten all into like the old school ones where they weren't talking, nothing. It was just Tom and Jerry running around. Getting, you know, getting into shenanigans, kind of like the uh, Wally Coyote and yeah. the Roadrunner. Right. So just the fact that he was enjoying those tells me that he would absolutely watch it. Now, I know his sister enjoys them, too, Skylar. So and this will be one of those ones on March 5th. We will sit down as a family. And uh, with our theater being open, I might go do this. I may go to the theater and buy popcorn. Yeah. And bring it back to the house. Seeing that it's like a five, not even a five minute drive. Right. For me, it'd be, long, it'd be a harder park and walk to the theater. To get it and then leave, then it would be to actually get there. Yeah, that's a good idea. So uh, to kind of get that, I mean, movies, that's one thing movie theaters have. That popcorn is beyond, you know, anything you can buy at the house. Fresh, hot, buttery. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I might go that route, make it a full-fledged, like, movie night. Plus, I mean, that, that's a good way to support the movie theaters. Absolutely. They're getting 100% of those, you know, concession sales. Yeah. So if, if I'm not going to, if I don't feel safe enough to sit in there, if I just walk in there and grab you know, some popcorn and walk out, I don't think they're going to complain. Yeah. You're giving Warner Brothers their money by being an HBO Max subscriber and you're giving the theater chains their money by getting some popcorn. I like it. Yeah. So essentially, they're get, it's, it would work out exactly the way it would be if I watched it there. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's a funny way of thinking of that. Tom and Jerry actually looks uh, pretty cute. I think Zach and Skylar are going to like it. It does look like a straight up kids movie. It's good. Basically, it is live action, but Tom and Jerry are CG, but they look exactly, you know, like their 2D counterparts come to life. They didn't mess with the design too much. They look how they look in the cartoons and every animal is uh, CG-ified and they're doing the same stuff. I mean, they're chasing each other. They're hitting each other with frying pans or whatever. And Jerry actually, he moves out from the cartoons and he moves into a, a real hotel in downtown New York and like Manhattan or something, makes his little uh, <laughs> mouse hole in the uh, the bottom of the wall and <laughs> they hire Tom. Tom to, to get him out of the hotel and hilarity ensues. So it should be pretty enjoyable. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> that's what we need right now. We just need stupid. <laughs> yeah. We need fun. We need something that's mindless. We, we need that type stuff right now. Uh, there's a couple more here. There's another movie in March called The Many Saints of Newark coming out March 12th. There's another one in April called uh, Reminiscence coming out April 16th. A couple of movies in the spring. I don't know. I haven't heard of these. They may be, you know, like I said before, dramas or something that would come out. But honestly, it's it's been a while because I haven't gone to the theater to just see a straight up like drama. You know, I'm thinking of the 90s and you think of like A Time to Kill and The Client and all these movies that weren't like huge action packed blockbusters. But they were like awesome movies, like incredible dramas with, you know, directed really well with with acting. And you don't go to the theater for that kind of thing too much anymore. No. Uh, well, that's why Reminiscence has got me kind of intrigued. Yeah. Because I like a lot of what Hugh Jackman does. Yeah. 
So the fact that he would put his name on it has got me interested enough to once you know they start putting it out there in trailers just to check into it to see if that is something that would be interested in seeing yeah whether it's a name brand like a mortal Kombat or tom and jerry like i know those properties and i'm already interested because of that but some of this other stuff like the many saints of newark reminiscence i'm at least curious enough to see a trailer so i can determine whether or not yeah. you know i'll be checking it out going forward but here's another uh big one Big movie that would have done gangbusters in the theater. It's kind of a shame, but Godzilla versus Kong coming out May 21st. Seeing that's in May, and Zach loves Godzilla. This one, the we might go to the theater. The theater for. experience, yeah. Because you can't you can't experience you know, Godzilla and Kong, King Kong, properly on your television. Yeah. That that, that that's just like I always the I I love the Pacific Rim movies. Right. But I've seen neither of them in the theater. Yeah. And I highly regret not seeing them in the theater. Yeah. I didn't get that same massive feel. Right. Like you can you can get the feel at a, a smaller level at home, but you're not looking up and going, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? You you're, that that's what you're missing. And I think you would absolutely miss that one. Uh, that feel with these two with that movie. Um, yeah, Godzilla versus Kong, a movie like that is made for the theater. So, yeah, I don't blame you. I, I might do the same thing, honestly. It may be the first movie that I go back and see just to kind Are of theaters open out. in your area right now? They are, but they're doing kind of the same thing where they're maybe showing some older films and, you know, have very limited seating and that kind of thing. So Yeah, I think ours are 20% capacity right now. And I'm hoping by the time May 21st rolls around, we'll be in a bit better shape. So uh, we'll just see how it goes. Here's the hoping, right? Yeah, here's the hoping. <laughs> Next up is something I'll be definitely be checking out because I'm a fan of this franchise and I don't typically go to the theater to see horror movies. You know, I kind of watch them as I'm half watching them with my phone in my hand, kind of <laughs> through my fingers. We just went through this here this past October with our uh, thrills and chills uh, season of movie watching. But yeah, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, a new Conjuring movie. I don't think I've seen the second one yet. Oh, no? No, I haven't either. I knew the first one I enjoyed. Yeah. So I may have to check out the second one. And if I've seen this in the theater, I'm on my own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on my own. Janessa wants nothing to do with scary movies. I mean, I'm getting to be a bigger and bigger wimp. Yeah. Uh, she has never been a scary movie person. Right. And if I remember right, Christina's not either, is oh, she? Oh, heck no. Not at Dude, all. Dude, I thought one, when you were still living in your other house, I, she listens to this periodically, I think. I'm <laughs> yeah, in trouble. Yeah, she does. Uh, <laughs> uh, what I was thinking of doing one night, like, like if you were expecting me down there. Yeah. On say Saturday, coming not coming down on Friday and parking like further up the street, right? And putting one of those bags on my head and then knocking on the door. Oh my god! <laughs> or the window. <laughs> she would have. No. She would have been so mad. <laughs> she would. She would have killed me. I, <laughs> you would have been told to turn around and go right back home. <laughs> I would not have been welcome this day. <laughs> you are not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> that that crossed my mind a few times. I was like, you know, the consequences of that may be dire. <laughs> I may have. The cops caught on me. Weekend too. <laughs> ruined, at least. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's hilarious. Oh, just just bad things are wrong tonight. <laughs> oh. All right. So after that, on June eighteenth, is another film called In the Lights, which I can't even seem to pull up any information on. So very limited knowledge as far as the title of that film, In the Lights. Don't know a director or, or starring or the genre of the movie even. Uh, but after that, July sixteenth, a month later. The long-awaited ah, sequel high, to Space high, Jam. You hit him low, hit him low, hit him low. <laughs> it's saying like a runaway train. I'm in your lane like it's only three seconds to score to win the game. Anyway, ah, maybe I should, maybe, <laughs> I should cut that out. 
<laughs> oh no, that's gonna stay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, LeBron, man, taking the taking the role that Michael Jordan played back in 1996 with helping out the Looney Tunes. Our, I mean, we've already talked about this a little bit. We, you and I, would have gone to see this in the theater yes, already. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first movie is iconic by itself. I mean, the soundtrack, the the whole thing about it. It's it's just timeless. Yeah. No matter when you watch it, like we just rewatched it, me and the kids, and they loved every minute of it. And I'm sitting back in awe on how good it still looks. Right. So the fact that they read, I don't think it's a redo. I don't think they kind of like are like relaunching it. I think it, I hope it's a continuation, like 20 years later. Yeah. Type thing. Hey, you know, no, this that I, I forget his name from uh, Moron Mountain is back. Right. And he's got a new squad of goons. And then all the little goons are still over there in Toontown. And they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know much about this plot other than it's similar to the first one. But I actually do know that because it's a Warner Brothers property, they're actually going to be bringing in some other Warner Brothers properties inside it. I mean, the Looney Tunes belong to Warner Brothers. But I heard that like Pennywise the Clown is going to be in this film. I don't know what, to what capacity or how scary he's going to be. It's still a kid's film. Um, but I don't know if they're going to play against Pennywise or what. That's just what I heard. That it's going to have other Warner Brothers related uh, properties in it besides the Looney Tunes. I can see other Warner Brothers properties. Pennywise would be so out of place. <laughs> it's a little bridge too far, isn't it? Yeah. What's he going to make? LeBron float? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> make bugs float? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're not strangers anymore. <laughs> and we've yet to see a trailer or anything, even though it's, it's you know. There's been a lot of talk. I didn't know Don Cheadle was in it. Yeah. Which, I mean, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, I guess he may be the. The Bill Murray. <laughs> the Bill Murray of the movie. I know I, 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 you can't have a Bill Murray without Bill Murray. I, I don't know. I don't know the role Don Cheadle's going to play. Oh, you just. How funny would it be if Bill Murray was in this one, too? Just doing the same thing where he comes in for like three minutes of the film and then he's out again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, I would not be shocked if they were keeping a lot of it under wraps. Yeah, on like who was actually in it, what they're doing, you know, what basketball players are in it. Uh, a lot of that is being is tight lipped right now. I mean, everyone knows Jordan. They showed the the uniforms and everything they're in. Yeah, and a lot of people are don't want to see it just because they're just so big on Michael Jordan. It was like you know what, he's Jordan, LeBron's now we're near him. He shouldn't be touching this. Honestly, they just need to get over themselves. There's, there's no comparing. I hate the goat conversation. Yeah, yeah, in me too. any sport, right? Because there's no comparing error to error to error. Yeah, every error is different. Tom Brady played in an era where you couldn't touch Tom Brady or the receiver. Right. But you look at Dan Marino, and he, he by the time he was done, he was in a full body cast. Right. Because they were beating him up because they could. Yeah. So I mean, just that whole that whole conversation, I think, is absurd. Yeah, but going back to this, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to know what the storyline is. I will be sitting there, and I know if they use any of the original music, I know I'm going to get goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, I got it when I just watched the movie. I guarantee you there's going to be some sort of nostalgia. Um, they know a lot of people were fans of this growing up in the uh, the mid-90s. You and I talk uh, lovingly about it every time we do talk about it. Um, I can't wait to see what kind of a movie it is. I, there's a ton of question marks as far as what the final product's going to be and uh, what the story's going to be. And, yeah, it's another one I'm looking forward to. Do you think they're going to do a rinse and repeat with the plot when it comes to the the, the final portion of it? It's going to be a basketball game, basically identical to what they did the first time. I think the generic plot is going to be similar because, I mean, how could it not be? You've got LeBron. 
he's a basketball player, famous. You've got the Looney Tunes. Yeah. I assume they're, he's going to be helping him out, playing a, a basketball game against some other enemies that seem to be. So I'm sure that basic plot line is going to be um, there. But as far as the, the twists and turns and whatever they can do to kind of make it fresh, um, I think they're aware that that's a very basic plot structure and you can't really do the same trick twice. And and if you say if this is more of a continuation rather than just a reboot or a remake, um, then, yeah, they got to do something different. Yeah, I hope it is. I hope that like Bugs and you know, Babs and everything can like refer back to Michael. Yeah. And, you know, what they went through with Michael to have this be, you know, a little better or they can feed off that prior experience. That's the kind of how I hope they go with it. I'll be disappointed if they don't. I don't want to pump it too big up in my head. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't want to walk out or, or and, and the movie just being disappointed. I want to go into it expecting a human playing basketball with you know, cartoons. Yeah. So this <laughs> is another one. Do you think you'll go to the theater for this one or just watch it at home? Uh, I Yeah. If I'm going to go for Kong, Space Jam is nostalgic. Yeah. So I may have to see that one in the theater. Yeah, And we're getting later and later in the year. Now we're in July. So hopefully, you know, it's back in the summer. People are outside a little bit more. Right. Everything is being ventilated out. You know, the whole too many people in one space. We don't want to get into that stuff too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that yeah, that may be one I'll be actually going to see in the theater. All right. Then up next in August, August 6th is The Suicide Squad, which is actually, I don't know if it's a direct sequel to Suicide Squad, the movie that came out a couple years ago with Margot Robbie. I was going to say, this had me confused. Yeah. Wasn't there already the movie The Suicide Squad? Or is it just Suicide Squad? And this one, they just put the in front to change the title. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. There's some some movies like Deadpool, they just kind of do things on purpose to be like kind of like a wink and a nod. And this sort of has the same vibe. It's uh, with the director of James Gunn. Or it's the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. He moved on to the Suicide Squad after he was fired from Disney Marvel. But isn't he back again for the new Galaxy? Yeah, he's he's back again. He'll be doing the third uh, Galaxy movie. But uh, in between, he did this one with Idris Elba, John Cena, Margot Robbie, <laughs> once again playing uh, Harley Quinn. If it, It's got to be better than the first one, man, because I, I got to be honest, that first Suicide Squad film was horrible, in my opinion. I hated it. I didn't even watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. And I got really, really no intentions to see it, really. So that's what's kind of, this one came, well, this one on the list, I'm like, I probably won't even watch it. I yeah. got no real interest. Unless I hear there's some serious buzz around it. It's really good. And it's, you know, outperformed the prior one and everything. They fixed, you know, issues with the first one and this one here. Uh, that may be when I watch it, but yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way on this one. It is possible that it might be good because from what I understand, they are kind of disconnecting it from that first Suicide Squad film. It's its own thing. It's not dependent on that, that first movie at all. It's a new director, James Gunn, who has uh, you know successful track record with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So it, it has potential to be a good, funny, action-packed film, but uh, time will tell, I guess. Yeah, Will Smith didn't come back for this one. Here, no, so. he won't be back, right? So I mean, we'll see. The next one's a big one. Yeah. The next one I know nothing of. Uh, one of the podcasts I do listen to are doing a book club mm-hmm. that they're reading a couple chapters, you know, a week, and they're talking about when they go on the show. Yeah. Uh, but but this is Dune. Yeah. Do you know much about Dune? I've never read Dune, but being a sci-fi geek that I am, I know that Dune was Star Wars before Star Wars was Star Wars. The Dune books by Frank Herbert, they came out in the 70s, I believe, before the Star Wars movies were released. And they have a lot of the same themes. They have like this drug that's called Spice, and it's these 
planets on, you know, these people on different planets that sort of have this, uh, there's royalty and like intrigue and drama between these families. And there's giant um, sand tunneling worms that we kind of get hints of in the Star Wars universe with crate dragons. Crate dragons? Yeah, kind of like that. (laughs) Or or those uh, big worms in the Beetlejuice movie. Yeah, or Tremors. Yeah, (laughs) take your pick. But this is kind of the one to do it first. Uh, so Dune is a huge sci-fi property. I think they made a film in 1980 that was uh, did pretty well. I mean, it has been a go-to for a lot of, you know, there's there's certain films that if you're a sci-fi nerd, you have to watch. We, you know, Dune, Blade Runner, uh, Star Trek, Rathacon, that kind of thing. It's been in the uh, the Hall of Fame for, for science fiction films here over the last few decades. But it's being remade with today's technology with an incredible director, uh, Denis Villeneuve, who's done uh, some awesome movies, uh, Great Eye. So this this is one that would have been a big release that Warner Brothers would have pushed and put a lot of marketing money behind. You would have seen, you know, like three or four trailers for this thing for the lead up. And the fact that it's coming out on a streaming service, it's it's honestly out of all of these. This is the one that's kind of most disappointing because I feel like it could have been game changing in the theater. But if it's just going to streaming, I don't think it's going to have the same kind of impact. Well, we didn't talk about this before we even rolled into this here. What do you think about them making a year plan? Like going a year out rather than say quarterly, engaging by how, you know, the situation is. Because, I mean, we're talking Dune, we're talking October 1st. Yeah. So do do you think if, say, we hit June and we're seeing theaters being able to open up, say, at 75% capacity or more. Right. And, th- and people are actually starting to attend again. Do you think they're going to all of a sudden roll back everything and make it only a theater release? Or do you think they're going to hold to this? I think they will hold for this. You can't announce this sort of thing and then halfway through the year be like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, there are going to be people upset either way. Right. But I'm just thinking, like, I know AMC came out with stern words. Yeah, they did. To uh, to W, you know, for Warner Brothers for, you know, making, I don't know if it was so much making the announcement they're going to be moving forward with this, but I think for them saying we're doing it a year long. This is how we're doing it rather than doing it saying the quarterly because they say if you've got to – June, which would be like, I guess, second quarter. Yeah. They'd be like, okay, you know what? Things are getting better. We need to make a little bit more money in the theater with our partners in the theater because they are kind of hand in hand. Right. And like, okay, now we're no longer releasing them for the second half of the year on HBO Max. It's only going to be here. Well, I hate to once again take the studio side on this, but honestly, I can't blame them for wanting to make this large announcement for a full year because we've already done the entire that that kind of thing throughout the entirety of 2020 where all of the studios were like, well, here's the release date for Wonder Woman. It's going to come out in June and then maybe September and then maybe October and then, oh, we're going to put it out to, you know, Christmas. Like every studio with every big movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, like all the big movies that were supposed to come out in 2020 they had a release date that they ended up having to punt and it's all willy-nilly and and they were basically you know it takes money just to put a date out when you've got the marketing machine rolling on these films mm-hmm. and then have to cancel that date and and push it along that costs a ton of money so for them to just say hey 2020 sucked for us here's what we're doing 2020 to try to make our way out of it and then they are also saying you know come after this isn't like a permanent thing they are saying that come 2022 which i don't know it depends on how successful this whole double release thing is with their streaming service and theaters you know they may backtrack on this come 2022 yeah i always say you can never put the genie back in the bottle yeah once this is out and once this is going and if it shows any success with a dual release process, you know, progress. Yeah. Well, they say they'll give the theaters, rather than doing a dual re- I know we're kind of getting off topic here a little bit. 
will they give the movie, say, exclusive rights for the first two weeks? And then that third week, it goes to HBO Max and still in the theaters. Yeah. So uh, something like that will wind up happening. Where so they they can't exa- I don't think they can exactly burn the bridge with the theaters and AMC and all them. But if they give them some type of exclusive rights for that first couple weeks, so if you say if if I really want to see it and I'm Jones to see it, I won't want to wait a few weeks. I'll go to the theater to see it. Yeah, well, you bring up a point, and this is, you know, I don't know, I'm not like some business insider here, so I only know the kind of the cursory, the headlines here, but I do know another big studio, Universal Pictures, they recently struck a deal with theaters that broke the length of time that was initially in place for these theaters. You know, it was it was a release window. You know, you used to be able to have a movie in the theaters, and it would be, you know, it used to be months and months, but at least it would kind of bump to weeks and weeks, maybe about six weeks or um, you know, uh, two to three months before they're either the, it was released on Blu-ray or a video on demand services, that kind of thing. So the theaters themselves would have this window of a few months to be exclusive showers of these movies and, and make their money from it. Um, Universal Pictures struck a deal recently with, I believe, AMC that were kind of the, the spearheaded this where that window was cut down to two weeks. So coming up in the in the future, a big release like uh, the new Fast and Furious movie from Universal Pictures, it'll be in the theater for two weeks and then out to their video on demand or Peacock or whatever that they s- decide to do with it yeah. after that two week window, which for a lot of folks, and I think we've even talked about this before, like, I mean, there's a lot of folks out there that are just not going to go to the theater. Like, oh, well, it comes out, you know, I could just buy it or stream it in two mm-hmm. weeks. I don't need to go see it in the theater. So that was a big strike to the heart of theaters, that deal. And it kind of set the stage for this move from Warner Brothers. Yeah. And I think there's still going to be enough people like yourself. And then even me with some movies, like every Star Wars movie. Yeah. I'm in the theater. Right. I will be there to watch. I'm not watching that at home. Uh, at least the first run. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think you're on to something. I think some people just won't go. But the, on the flip side of that, I think enough people would still still want to have that experience. I think that two, I think at least two weeks is very important for, you know, for the movie theaters. Yeah. So to kind of round this out here, we've got uh, some more movies that we don't know too much about, but big titles with big names attached. We've got a movie November 5th called Elvis with Tom Hanks. Uh, I would assume that has to do with Elvis Presley. Tom Hanks isn't playing Elvis, is he? I have no idea. All I know is, is he going to die on the crapper? <laughs> God, the guy who's played, uh, you know, Mr. Rogers and uh, Forrest Gump and Walt Disney. Why not? Man, he, he's he's top of the line, man. He can, he's got quite a range. Just uh, make him Elvis, too. I, I don't think that's what it is. But And then King Richard with Will Smith. Once again, I have no idea what that plot is or what that movie is about. As soon as I've seen the name of that, I thought Princess Richard was laughing. <laughs> That's an inside joke, yeah. guys. But <laughs> Princess Richard with Will Smith. Um, so we don't we don't know much about those, but I think we do know a little bit more about a sequel to trilogy of movies from the late '90s, early 2000s. The Matrix finally coming out with The Matrix Four. Keanu Reeves. Uh, we're kind of in the midst of uh, well, Keanu Reeves never really went away, but Keanu Reeves no. seems to be more popular now than he was ever. He's just beloved by the internet community. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's almost a national treasure now. He I don't know is. How this happened? <laughs> I don't know, but and he just man, he just doesn't seem to age. I think it's those John Wick movies, man. What's well, that? And I think it's like every time that, that he has a picture with women and everything, they he has his hands open. Very They're respectful. not on his waist. He's very respectful yeah. of everyone he's doing. You know, taking pictures with. Um, this one actually gets released on uh, right about Christmas, December twenty second. Wow. That'll be a big one. So we're, we're a ways out from that. And that one there, I I see on the HBO Max that they have the the whole saga. So they've got the other three movies. Yeah. I, I really want to sit down and I want to work my way through those three. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched any of them. 
Right. It's been so long for me. And I really want to give Matrix 4, you know, an opportunity for me. So I got to sit down and relive, you know, those three movies. Yeah, I got to do the same thing. I think uh, the fr- the first one was so iconic and kind of fresh in my mind. I know what happened there, but I've only maybe seen the other two movies, Reloaded and uh, what's the other one? <laughs> Matrix Revolutions. Uh, maybe once in the theater when they first but came out. I remember out. they fell off so bad. Yeah, they were. They were after the first one. So, I mean, like I said, the first one was amazing. And then it just felt like it, it hit a cliff. And yeah. they never shot the grappling hook up. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> we'll see how what they could do uh, with the Matrix 4, though. I don't know. Yeah, well, here's the hoping. I mean, there's a lot of, if I remember right, the way that it ended, I don't know how they're going to do this. But we'll see. Because I think there was some, like, characters that died off and things didn't. Spoiler alert, well. man. Come on. Yeah, from what? 99? <laughs> 2003, yeah. <laughs> 2003 <laughs> but man that's uh that's quite a list there. i mean we talked about it a lot there is a few movies and these, uh, you're with me though that later in like summer you may venture into the theater yeah check out a couple of these yeah for sure yeah i may have to do one of these you know, you know janessa's not looking snag zach <laughs> and run to the theater <laughs> but um yeah i mean that's that's fun i mean it's, it's big news amc was putting out a bunch of like stern letters and trying to i think they're almost at a point where they have no no bargaining. Yeah. They have no, like, chip to work with right now. Because, I mean, a lot of their theaters are closed. Right. So the leverage they have is, is very little. So right now, I think what they're doing is they're playing the, 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 the public perception game. Yeah. They're getting out there and putting everything out towards you and me, us talking heads, and then everyone else. And, you know, Facebook and everything so they can see what's going on and try to win that war that way because they, they can't win it with leverage actually when they both sit down together. It's because when you have 75% of your theaters are, that's, that's a fake number, but uh, <laughs> a closed, how are you going to benefit me from me waiting and losing more and more money over time? Yeah. And the way it's worked for decades and decades, it's just not going to work going forward. It was, you know, the pandemic was just the straw that broke the camel's back with this yeah, situation. Tipping point. Yeah. So, you know, this kind of put things in fast forward motion between, you know, because with the uh, the rise of streaming services and the rise of people just staying home and watching their upgraded home theater, you know, at home where they get better, better picture, better sound, uh, windows shrinking. I remember when we were kids, I mean, you would see a movie and sometimes that movie wouldn't come out to VHS or DVD until maybe a year after the theatrical yeah. release. It would take that long. And uh, now that window's been getting shorter and shorter over the years where, you know, you just wait maybe a month or two sometimes and you'll get uh, get it on home video. Okay, so I think it's a good time for me to stand up on top of that mountain and yell, get over here, that cheese, <laughs> and yank it into me. What do you say? Okay. I have a joke here. All right. It's centered around the holidays. Okay. What does the gingerbread man use to make his bed? Hmm... I'm not going to think about it for real. What? What is it? Cookie sheets. Oh, cookie sheets. That's cute. <laughs> I don't know if you get crickets on that one, man. That was too good. Uh, no, I went bad. <laughs> oh, cookie sheets. All right. I might actually get crickets, though. All right. Okay. Um, why does Santa have a tough time going down the chimney? I don't know. Because he's claustrophobic. Claws. Claustrophobic. Oh, are you not laughing on purpose so I have to stick crickets in there? <laughs> you are holding your mouth shut. That's not fair. <laughs> uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. <laughs> oh. 
call me out like that. That's messed up. <laughs> you were inserting that awkward pause on purpose. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Well, I mean, if you've been listening to us long enough, you know we are doing a show over on YouTube. We stream it live ten thirty every week. It's all about you know, the Mandalorian. We break down each episode. Uh, it's an interactive show, so come on there, talk to us. We'll you know we'll get back with you as, you know, as much as we can while we're doing you know, the show there. You know, like and subscribe that so you don't miss any of that stuff. Uh, check us out, yeah, check us out on DadandRock.com. You'll find links to all past episodes as well as all of our social media pages. You'll find links to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and our shop at T Public. Uh, get yourself a Dad and Rock mug, Dad and Rock hoodie. Get yourself a good mask on there, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, I think that's a good spot for us to go ahead and say it. It's a Dan Rock Podcast signing off for the evening. See ya. Good one. I know Kung Fu.